This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this edition of Inside Supercars, our book club continues as we look at Gordon Lomas's Bathurst book. I decided to open the book with the chapter um, from 2006, which, you know, was obviously the most emotive Bathurst there's ever been. We find out more about the making of the legend and how Gordon put together the whole plan for the story of Bathurst. It's coming up now. As we continue our Inside Supercars book club of sorts, we're joined today by Gordon Lomas, who has had, well, two very interesting books around a theme, Mount Panorama. And Gordon joins us now. Gordon, it's great to have you back on Inside Supercars. Good to be here. It's been a while, Craig. Yeah, it has been. And I know that uh, in 2013, we spoke about your Bathurst book, the 75 years of racing at Mount Panorama. But I have been thinking about all the books that have been written over the years, and we thought we'd just re-look at them and see how they've aged. And with Mount Panorama, the one thing that uh, a 75-year history book is, it's now getting closer to about 85 years. Yeah, time slips away, doesn't it? You know, it's uh, it's, it's going to be not too long before we're talking about 100 years of, uh, of Mount Panorama, the uh, the circuit, you know, from 1938. Um, but certainly that uh, the, the book that we, we did in 2013 was, uh, it was a complex project. Um, it was extremely satisfying to see the end product. You know, what we wanted to achieve was a bit of a history book, um, all tied into, uh, into motor racing, uh, because that's the... Uh, that's basically the uh, you know the highlight and the reason why the book uh, is uh, exists. But uh, you know history we, we started basically from 1815 when Bathurst was first settled, and then went through the 1800s. You know the gold rush era and and the bush rangers and all that sort of stuff, and then uh, tied it into uh, motor racing in the early 1900s when you know motorcycle racing was. Uh, was uh, the preferred uh, way those days because cars weren't really uh, in vogue. Um, there was a lot of motorcycle racing around the streets um, of of the Bathurst region, um, and then uh, and then obviously we sort of we go back into uh, you know how and when Mount Panorama the circuit started in 1938, which uh, in the first year it was a dirt surface. It wasn't sealed until the second year. 
And once it was sealed, it took on a, a life of its own for a very interesting two and four wheel history. Yeah, well, you know, the first year, um, you know, a lot of people uh, may or may not realise that there was actually bike racing and car racing um, that weekend in 1938. Uh, it was the Australian Grand Prix, and it was won by an Englishman called Peter Whitehead in an ERA. And was Peter still around to talk to about it? No, no, unfortunately. We tracked the car down, um, which, uh, which is owned in the States by a collector, um, and uh, we made moves to try and uh, see if we could get that car over to Bathurst for the 75th anniversary, which would have been a pretty cool uh, cool um, event. But um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of things you know, conspired against us, and, and uh, while the owner was willing, um, we just couldn't facilitate it. When we look at the Bathurst history, and, uh, and particularly your book, I think it's interesting to even start with the cover because I know you had a lot of input into all aspects of this book and the cover, Brocky's Tirana and the Triple Eight Better Electrical Car, which, of course, was the car that Triple Eight won with Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup at the uh, races, always considered the uh, tribute to Peter Brock. Yeah, look, um, uh, we uh, we mulled long and hard about, you know, uh, what the illustration um, is going to look like uh, on the cover and, you know, stylized yellow, which is what it is, uh, was the way to go, was more solid when I decided to open the book with the chapter um, from 2006, which, you know, was obviously the most emotive Bathurst there's ever been. Uh, with uh, which was run shortly after uh, the unfortunate demise of Peter Brock, and it was won by his understudy Craig Lowndes, um, uh, who was uh, uh, teamed up with Jamie Winkup that year, and it was uh, it was just you know quite uh, quite an extraordinary thing. As uh, many of us who were there, uh, it, it really sort of resonates through us, uh, and will stick with us for a long time. Exactly. Uh, you know, how many emotions and how deep they were that day. We look at Bathurst and, and see the 1000, but you went through it stage by stage. How big a process and how long did it take to put this book together? Oh, look, Craig, um, you know, uh, I mean, without going into the nitty gritty of it all, it, it was a it was a huge process in terms of uh, because because of the history we wanted to capture. It was a huge process in terms of research. Um, and I'll just give you one example. We at one stage, we uh, on, on our many trips to Bathurst uh, to, to compile interviews and research and whatnot, uh, we organised a dinner with eight ex-Bathurst mayors and the current Bathurst mayor at the time, who was Paul Toole, who was now the New South Wales Deputy Premier. And uh, and you can imagine the conversation that swilled around the dinner table that night. Um, and that really inspired a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of the chapters uh, and, and a, lot of, um, a lot of the history, you know, involving their, um, their era if you like, um, with the Bathurst Council um, and uh, predominantly uh, with the Bathurst Council, but to do with the great race. You 
look at the book now, and I know it's a work you're particularly proud of, but how do you think it stands up? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, books are obviously going to age, um, and, you know, by, by their very nature. Um, but I think it stacks up uh, quite well, you know, today, um, you know, almost uh, 10 years down the track. Um, yeah, you know, it's it predominantly celebrated the 75th anniversary of Bathurst. Um, but we wanted to, you know, we wanted to make it much more than just a celebration of that 75 years. And I think we achieved that with, with all the rich history that uh, we managed to capture um, in the chapters, and uh, you know, I, I certainly look look at it now, um, and and I'm, you know, it's it's one work that I'm extremely proud of, and uh, and you know, sometimes I wonder how we got some of that uh, information together. It's just, uh, it was just in, an incredible uh, project to be involved in. And 368 pages reprinted at least twice, and in paperback and hardback form as well. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, very, uh, very honoured to uh, for it to go into a, a second reprint in soft, in you know, soft cover form, um, in B format form. So, uh, you know, uh, you see those books uh, around the place, and um, you know, once you once you reach twenty thousand sales in books in Australia, you know, you're on a good thing because uh, that's almost bestseller territory here. Well, you've done three books for Penguin, and the second book we want to talk about, well, three books that I know about anyway, is Kings of the Mountain, which came along a little bit later. And I guess you had so many stories about people and about the champions of the mountain that might not have fitted perfectly into the 75-year history. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, you know, it was a completely different project and, uh, you know, Penguin were really keen on the idea of, uh, of doing another Bathurst themed book. And, you know, we, we kind of uh, tossed around a few ideas and what we ended up with was, uh, you know, pick 20 or so of the, uh, of the more interesting winners, um, you know, over the years, uh, that, uh, the great race has been in existence. And, uh, so we, we, pretty much selected uh, a, a few drivers from from each of the you know eras from the 60s 70s 80s 90s onwards to the 2000s um, and uh, yeah we uh, you know it was quite interesting sort of tackling you know guys like Bob Holden champion bloke uh, and he's got some great stories about uh, you know how and, and how that win um, in the mini came about in 1966. You know, really a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, in-depth stuff that he went into. You know, we tracked down John Fitzpatrick, uh, uh, the English driver who lives in uh, in Europe now, and um, you know he had some uh, fabulous, uh, fabulous stories to tell about his win in the 70s, um, and and so it went on. We just sort of picked the eyes out of some of the winners, and and uh, you know compiled the book from there. What was the timeline like for producing this book? Yeah, it w- wasn't too bad. Uh, it was it was um, pretty much along the lines of the seventy fifth anniversary book. Uh, you know, we had pretty much a year to to get everything together. Um, so you know, you spend uh, you know the great bulk of that time uh, researching and compiling interviews and whatever else, and then uh, and then the the, the, the small a smaller portion of it is actually physically writing um, and getting it all together, um, which, uh, you know, it's it's always, even though you've got um, a reasonably big window in terms of a deadline, it's always challenging when you, when it comes to the crunch and you've got to get get everything together 
um, and and hit that hit that mark. The stories about the kings of the mountain. How do you choose from all the Bathurst winners? How do you choose which ones are the ones you really focus on? Brock obviously selects himself, but Jim Richards on the cover is an interesting choice. Yeah, look, um, yeah, I, I, I guess you know, this, this, the, you're always going to leave out, you know, some some people that uh, you, you know deserve to be there, but uh, you know, we couldn't sort of, you know, write a chapter on each uh, each of the winners from uh, from the 1960s, but uh, you know, and certainly Jim, uh, Jim's one of the, uh, you know, he, he's one of the more uh, more interesting guys, um, you know, having having won it so many times, and uh, and some of his backstories uh, that you know that he goes into great great depth in uh, 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 quite remarkable really and and with that uh, you know we, we also did Fred Gibson who you know Freddie Freddie uh, Freddie went into uh, a lot of detail about um, you know about uh, his win and also his win as a team owner when he when he had uh, you know the the uh, Nissan GTR, the Godzilla, if you like, and uh, he went into some some amazing stories about about that whole program that have never, or a lot of it, had, had never hit, uh, you know, hit the public before. So, you know, we, it's just a matter of digging and digging and, and trying to come up with stuff that people may not have read before. So, uh, so that's probably the reason why we, you know, we picked out a lot of the the people we did. And of course, his famous speech after winning in Godzilla. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the the story behind that, which a lot of people know now, is uh, you know uh, what what a lot of the punters didn't realise was that Denny Holm, um, you know, had a heart attack and died um, in that race, and uh, and you know, uh, Jim being an ex Kiwi, um, you know, found out about it, and uh, he was very very you know, um, affected by it. And uh, when the punters um, carried on like they did, Jim absolutely exploded, and rightly so. It's an interesting process. After so many years writing for newspapers, News Limited, then for what's now Supercar Extra magazine, how did you find the transition to the long-form? Yeah, good question. Um, It's a completely different completely different style um than you know i've written a lot of features for newspapers and magazines and whatnot but uh but writing writing uh in book form uh completely different different style you've you've got to be concise yet you've got to be expansive and it's it's a real fine balancing act i mean technically uh you know dealing with the sub editors you you learn you learn a hell of a lot how to be economical economical yet you know how to be descriptive and expansive at the same time what has been the proudest thing you are about the kings of the mountain book oh look i, I just think uh it, it you know it's, it's probably something that that uh in the form that i did it may you know may, may be a little bit different um in that what what i did was sort of introduce each chapter um you know and, and basically cover the the uh the backstory behind the you know the win in whatever particular year it was and then i let the person um the winner uh, basically tell their own story um, and just let them go without you know any of my um interference in in the whole thing 
Um, so in, in that kind of style, it's it's a little bit different, but uh, but yeah, we uh, you know we managed to sort of pull it off, um, you know, and I, I think you know to a degree, I, I, I think it's uh, it, it worked quite well. And it's a very different style to the f- the first book we talked about, the seventy five years. Yeah, completely different books. Um, you know, it, you know, obviously. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a, a massive amount of history in the uh, in the seventy-five years of Mount Panorama, um, and uh, and the evolution of the of what became the Great Race. Um, you know, obviously it was, you know, it was uh, a race that uh, it didn't become the Great Race until the early sixties. Um, but uh, certainly from nineteen thirty-eight until then, um, you know, there was a lot of um, a lot of uh, history. You know, with with the different forms of cars that tackled um, that race. Um, so, you know, the, whereas the, the you know ba- basically the uh, the Kings of the Mountain is is specifically about um, what is now the Bathurst One Thousand. Do you like telling the people stories, or did you like actually digging in and investigating about the history of a track like you did? Yeah, that's that's another good question. I, I you know, both really. Um, I, I have always marvelled at the people behind the sport of motor racing, and and I can't emphasise that enough. I mean, you know, it, technical, you know, technical is one thing, but the people really make it for me. The human side of, of motor racing, uh, the, the, you know, it should be uh, should be. It, it, it should be really put up in, in lights. Um, with the, the, the technical side of, um, of Mount Panorama and how that became, you know, became a, uh, a race circuit um, masquerading as a tourist uh, drive, um, that was fascinating also, getting into the nitty-gritty of, uh, of the people behind it. And, you know, there was one, uh, one ex-mayor who, who was involved in that at the time, who I spoke to. Uh, he's no longer with us now, Les Wardman. Um, and he told me some uh, some quite interesting behind-the-scenes stuff of of when they were actually uh, constructing the uh, the track back in, you know, in the, night, in the mid to, to late 1930s. The Kings of the Mountain, it's people's stories about the mountain, but how do you think it holds up? Have over the what is it, eight years since that was released, have you heard a story from one of the people you spoke to or one of the other winners that might not have got it featured as well as uh, the story you've subsequently heard might have uh, given them prominence? Yeah, no, look, I, I you know, I've, I've had a bit of feedback um, and uh, I think uh, a lot of the people I spoke to, uh, you know, reasonably... Uh, reasonably satisfied with uh with you know the the product that we came out with and uh but it's 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 that type by its very nature it's that type of book that um you know obviously as time goes on um there's going to be there's going to be a lot more scope for uh for for similar type uh you know chapters and books uh, the way we did it i think and i'd like to ask this question would you write another book well, funnily you should ask that. Uh, I've literally, just in the last couple of weeks, um, been one of uh, uh, several motoring writers uh, that's contributed to uh, the Holden Special Vehicles book um, about uh, basically about HSV's history when it was started uh, by Tom Walkinshaw in 1988, 87, 88. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
Uh, so uh, I contributed five chapters to that book, talking to designers and engineers about some of the road car products that they've uh, come out with uh, in the history. And as we all know, Holden and HSV uh, no longer exist. Um, it's a big, big part of Australia's uh, automotive history that, uh, you know, is, is now, uh, you know, basically... Um, uh, basically uh, shoved away to the to the history book. So this is basically an archival type book, which uh, which has got General Motors' blessing, and um, yeah, very happy to be involved with it. Um, and uh, it certainly came out of the blue. Well, Gordon, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And as we mentioned, both those books are still available through Penguin, and it's Kings of the Mountain and the Seventy Five Years History of Bathurst. Uh, Bathurst celebrating 75 years of Mount Panorama and it's great to have you back on the show to talk about these two works. As I said we did talk about them at the time but it's nice to reflect and and think about how they've aged. Terrific Craig, I appreciate your uh, interest and uh, great chatting. Our thanks to Gordon Lomas on Inside Supercars. Next week, well, it's a book of a difference with a good friend of the show's, Neville Wilkinson. Well, out there, there, was a, there, there needed to be a magazine that covered supercars. I reckon supercars was that popular at the time. And so, yeah, I started my own magazine. I hope you'll join us next time round on Inside Supercars. Until then, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.